Welcome back, Nerdalorians from the galaxy to your ears. It's the Nerd Holocron. I'm going to try out a few more. Uh, let's see. Uh, we pod together, we die together. Pod boys for life. Uh, no, you don't like that one? It's not uh, bad. Let's see. Deal before pod. <laughs> pod, I am your recorder. I hope we don't get sued for that. I don't think we will. I changed it from, you know, whatever to whatever. So. All right. Anyways. DC will be getting to us at some point, so. <laughs> get at me. Also pay me. Uh, you know, sponsor, whatever. So today we're going to be looking at uh, four different characters, two of us, two characters each, I mean, and we're going to, like, compare them in, like, a comparison thing, and then we're going to talk about in a fight if they just met on the street, bumped into each other, or they're at a bar or something, and one of them bumps into the other one, and he's like, oh, you spilled my drink, bro. And he's like, let's fucking go. Who would win? Mm-hmm. So to start us off, we're going to talk about what you think. And Adrian's going to talk about, uh, what did you watch again? I watched uh, Justice League Dark Apocalypse Apocalypse War. There you go, yeah. Yeah. Okay, so... Spoiler alert, motherfuckers. Spoiling. So, um, basically, Apocalypse is a huge threat, and Superman's like, look what the fuck he's doing, guys. We need to go kill this dude. <laughs> that was surprising. I had to say. And, yeah, I know. That's I was like, if I was in the Justice League, I'd be like, is this really Superman? He doesn't normally talk like this. Right? That's crazy. Yeah, I was thrown off big time by that. But... Um, yeah, like they had this plan on how they were going to kill Apocalypse, how they were going to go. Huge plan how they were going to invade, get the parademons away from Apocalypse, and go there and kill um, Darkseid. And, but Darkseid's watching the whole time via fucking Cyborg. <laughs> <laughs> and he's just. You got to like, get a VPN, Cyborg. The I fuck know, are you dude. You're connected literally to the entire internet. <laughs> I know. And um, so, as you can guess, this invasion goes horrible horribly wrong all the basically almost every single hero that earth has dies and if they don't die dark slide enslaves them basically yeah and uh superman gets fucked up <laughs> <laughs> superman has kryptonite kryptonite like embedded in his skin now and his eyes are green it's Ugh. crazy and um anyway this this movie involves uh, Constantine. Yes. And uh, it's basically Constantine has to save the Earth. And uh, he doesn't want to. He's very, very, very reluctant. Mm. But he does it for, what's her name? Satana? Satana. Yes. Yeah, she died. Fucking Paradooms, which are Parademons and Doomsday mixed together. They fucking ate her right in front of her. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> anyway. It's a good movie. I really liked it. Uh, one of my favorite scenes is like when they're on Apocalypse, mm. and I think it, Batman is talking to Cyborg. Also, Batman was a, a slave to to a Dark Side, and so was Wonder Woman. Um, Mira, Mira, Mira. Oh, oh yeah, Mira, yeah. Mira, Hawkman. I said Hawkman. Hawk. Anyway, and Cyborg is like his computer dude. So anyway. They're all slaves. Oh, yeah, because he's got Mother Box power, so he just corrupted it. Yeah. And um, 
anyway, one of my favorite scenes in this movie is uh, we're like, man, we we need Constantine, and then Constantine's just on the floor dead. He's like, oh, it's so fucking funny. He's like, oh shit, like him and Batman are like, oh fuck, he's dead. <laughs> That's like that thing where. Uh, people keep talking about Batman versus Superman when Batman's supposed to be like, all right, let's team up, and then Wonder Woman, you can throw the sphere, and he's like, oh, fuck, Superman's already dead? Ah, that's my bad. <laughs> <laughs> but Batman's suit is really cool looking. Um, let's see here. Okay, so the, the only people left to fit to protect the Earth is Etrigan and mm. Constantine, uh, a very normal Superman <laughs> who's still incredibly buff. It is huge. Clark Kent is. Oh, he goes by Clark Kent, man. Yeah. The Suicide Squad. Oh, yeah. King Shark is a shark. <laughs> I was like, shut the fuck up. Oh, my God. Anyway, so Suicide Squad, which is a lot bigger than what it normally is, mm. pretty much every. Villain. villain in DC history. Um, Raven. Raven, Damian Wayne, mm-hmm. and some bitch that he has. Oh, that's Lady Shiva. The, yeah, whatever Steven said. And, <laughs> She's and, like one of the strongest ninjas in the whole fucking... And uh, basically they go to war They go to war with Darkseid. And uh, one of the cool things is um, what, Raven's dad Oh, Trigon! Trigon, he fucking he cut he breaks his he breaks loose and he looks at Darkseid and he's like, "You're one of the new gods." Air quotes <laughs> it. And he's like, "I'm not impressed." And like they have this huge fight, and then like Trigon, the only way Trigon and fucking Darkseid just fight in some, you know, whatever. But anyway, I'm getting ahead of myself. Oh no. So a lot of people die. Yes. Uh, Damian Wayne, Damian Wayne gets hit by the Omega Beam, gets all charred and crisp, but oh, doesn't die. That's right, yeah. Uh, um, and then, oh, Trigon enters Superman's body, burns all the kryptonite, kryptonite out of him, mm-hmm. and then at some point, like Trigon leaves his body, and now Superman is Superman again. Fuck yeah, yes. I was like, oh shit, piece of shit out of Darkseid too. Yeah, they have a huge fight. And then they have to escape Apocalypse and fucking, what's his name? Cyborg, he opens his boom tube and everyone leaves. And Trigon and Darkseid are battling it out. And Trigon, he's, I guess he's grateful to Raven for like, well, thank you for letting me do this for you. And he's he enjoys fighting him probably for the rest of eternity. Probably. And him and Darkseid get transferred to some unknown unknown dimension. Yep. And that's basically the end of the movie. Almost the end of the movie. Um, but during this, Darkseid has like sucked up uh, the Earth's core. Mm. And the Earth's going to die. And so Constantine's like, he tells the Flash, I might. Uh, I think that was Australian. Anyway, he's like, listen, dude. He's You got <laughs> to hit this fucking... Flashpoint again and set the world right. Even if it's not the greatest reset, it's still better than the shit we got going on right now. Because a lot of the hero, some of the heroes, um, their mind was not replaced, but their body's mechanical, like mm. his guards and stuff. Like it was, so the Flash didn't want to do it. But then he's like, well, I guess I'll do it. 
And then another cool thing is like when Captain Boomerang and Constantine were arguing, they're like, damn Aussie, oh, damn yeah. Brits. And <laughs> uh, but anyway, it's a good movie. Solid. And all these DC movies are good, if I'm being honest. Yeah, right. right. I didn't even realize that this is like the end of one of the last ones. I just saw it and I was like, oh, Justice League Dark. I love Justice League Dark. And I watched it and I was like, oh, I didn't know what led up to or like if I'm missing something. Because I've seen most of them, but I don't know how far back I need to go. Yeah. So, yeah. Anyway, you were going to watch... Oh, I watched Freaky. Oh, yes. It was fucking awesome. So, basically, there's, like, the small town, and they have some rumor... Well, it's like an urban legend about some serial killer guy that likes to murder children on, uh, like, homecoming week. So, there, there, there's, like, all these events going on, like, football games and... I don't know. It's been like seven years since I've been in high school, but you know what homecoming is. And um, everyone's like, oh, it's just an urban legend. And then it like combines classic horror movie tropes of like, oh, the two kids that are having sex are going to get killed first. And like, let's go hide the closet. He won't find us in there. But it, oh, also like the whole no matter how fast you run, he's still going to walk and he still captures you because you trip and fall thing. But it mixes it perfectly with these awesome, insane kills. Yes. Like I won't ruin all the kills, but like some of my favorite ones were like he grabs this boy from behind and they like slams him on a table and he grabs a wine bottle and he shoves it down his throat and like this, the bottle breaks and it like sticks out of his throat. It's disgusting. But awesome. It was pretty cool. Oh, we have a special guest, Stephanie, coming What's in. Up, ruin the podcast. Try this. Try this pizza? Slice fridge. All right. Mm-hmm. Is this like cauliflower or what? No? Mm. Did you make this? It's pretty good. Uh, uh, it, it, it's poison. <laughs> <laughs> it's spicy. Mm. It is good. That is spicy. It is. Thank you. It's keto. Keto pizza. Thank you. Anyway, guys. Anyways, so the main character is this girl, Millie, and it's got classic story. Father's dead. Mother can't handle it, drinking herself to death and doesn't want her daughter to leave, so she's very reserved or whatever. And um, she finds herself outside waiting for someone to pick her up one night. The serial killer comes and he fucking attacks her and kills her. And the thing that makes the movie interesting is like he finds this dagger in in this house. And it's some ancient Aztec dagger that like switches your mind between two people and like puts them in different bodies. In each other's bodies. Sorry. And you have 24 hours to... Switch back, so it's like Freaky Friday, but like a horror movie. But Vince Vaughn is the serial killer, and the main character girl Millie is—I uh, can't remember what her name is—but she's the main character girl in Detective Pikachu, Lucy Stevens. And like each of them does like a very good job of portraying the other's thing. So like when the serial killer is in her body, she's like super weird and like. I'm a girl now. But, like, he doesn't talk for a long time. So I thought, like, oh, is he a mute or something? Because yeah. he just, like, 
has this angry look on his face and he's like in the kitchen he's trying to like kill her sister and like the mom's like oh let me grab that knife for you and i'll cut your pancakes or whatever and she's like you fucking bitch i'm gonna kill this bitch <laughs> and then the girl in the serial killer body is freaking out and she just like has all these mannerisms of herself but in a dude's body and it's just hilarious so it's a perfect combination of horror and comedy together and it's one of my favorite movies yeah it's pretty so good. i highly recommend it it's great yeah um i saw it and right before steven saw it i I don't know if I explained the scene before you saw it or not, but we're like that kid who likes Millie. Oh yeah, gets in the back seat with Vince Vaughn and they kiss. I was like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> yeah, that's super weird. But anyway, highly recommend though. I uh, yes, I agree. It's a good movie. Oh, it's got a nice twist at the end too. I love twists at the end of the movie. So, anyways, that was that. Alrighty, so let's get into your Constantine and Doctor Strange matchup. Uh, excuse me, sir. It's Doctor. That's what I said. Oh, sorry. I'm just used to being an asshole. Ah, oh, okay. Mm. Let me finish this delicious poison pizza. Woo! Take it a poison mountain dew. <laughs> <laughs> so, Doctor Strange, real name, much like my own, Doctor Stephen Strange. Only he spells it wrong. So, as far as I'm concerned, it says Doctor Stephen Strange, Stephen Stein, Stephen Strudel Strange. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he first made his debut in Strange Tales number one ten in July of 1963. And he was created by Stan Lee and Steve Ditko. And I don't know if this is a true fact, but I've heard before when uh, when the guys that took over the character after Steve Ditko and Stan Lee, they used to like drop acid and like wander around the city and trip out. And that's where they came up uh, with a lot of the ideas for Doctor Strange stories. It makes sense. Uh, it does, because it's got a lot of weird stuff. Uh, he's also known as the Sorcerer Supreme, and as we all know, he lives in the Sanctum Sanctatorum at 177A Bleecker Street, New York City. So go Agus House, Ding Dong Ditch. I don't know what will happen to you, but, you know, go to the address and see what happens. So basically, uh, Dr. Strange is like this brilliant surgeon who, from a young age, has been interested in medicine, so... He just rose through the ranks really fast. He's just super arrogant about it, though. So he's a mega douche. Um, and uh, he's driving his car one day. He gets in a car accident and it totally destroys his hands. So another surgeon of his, uh, another surgeon that looked up to him and like tried to follow in his footsteps, did a surgery to like re put his hands together and reattach the nerves that his hands were so destroyed that. Uh, he can't feel or use them very much at all. He can't really move them. They're just like kind of stuck in place. And Doctor Strange is devastated because he can't wipe operate. his blood properly. <laughs> he can't operate on anyone. He can't really live his life the same way he was with a dirty butt. Yeah. So he like, <laughs> good God. <laughs> anyway, go ahead. He wastes his entire fortune looking for a cure, and like in order to survive, he does like these back alley surgeries and like 
does some very shady stuff to try to make money to figure out how to fix his hands, but nothing works. So one day he hears about a rumor about someone known as the Ancient One that lives in Tibet in Kumartaj? 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 Some fucking Indian. Yeah, name. sorry if I butchered that. So he literally takes all of the last of his possessions, pawns them, and he flies to Tibet, and he meets with the Ancient One, and the Ancient One's like, oh yeah, I can heal your hands, you just gotta use magic. And Doctor Strange is like, are you fucking serious? Are you stupid piece of shit? I came all the way over here, and you're gonna tell me that you're gonna magic my hands together perfectly fine, like bippity-boppity-fuck you, you dumb piece of shit. So he goes to leave, but he gets trapped in the... Kumartage because there's like a mysterious blizzard that like comes out of nowhere. Wonder how that happened. It's almost uh-huh. like it was magic or something. So he's there for a few days, and uh, during his stay, he sees one of the students of the ancient one. His name is Baron Mordo, and like he's super strong in magic, and he feels that he deserves to be the success the successor. To the Ancient One, but the Ancient One has known for years now that he wants Doctor Strange to take over the mantle because he's been watching him from even before he came. Like, he's had his eye on him. Creepy bastard? Not in a creepy way. (laughs) No, okay. Whenever he was unable to wipe his ass, he's like, oh, let me take a look over here somewhere else. Mm -hmm. And then come back. He's like, oh, nope, still, okay. (laughs) Anyways, so Baron Mordo... Uh, attempts to kill the Ancient One and Dr. Strange sees this and he's like, what the fuck? Why would you try to kill an old man like that? And he confronts Mordo about it and Mordo is like, "Uh, I'm not going to let you fucking tell him. I'm the one that's going to take over. I'm the one that is the Anakin Skywalker and you're just some stupid Rey character. Mm -hmm. No one gives a shit about you. Get out of here. Rey, Palpatine, I'm a Skywalker. So... Uh, he puts a spell, like a binding spell on Doctor Strange, which prevents him from alerting the Ancient One about him trying to kill him. So in order to break the spell, he accepts that magic is real and, and takes the offer to learn and be trained by the Ancient One, and that breaks it. And he studies with him for seven years. Really? And then after the seven years, he returns back to New York, and he moves into the Sanctum Sanctorum, and he helps... It basically, like, you know, solves mysteries of, like, a cult. He battles demons and stuff. And then, like, over time, he meets different heroes and he teams up to fight magical threats with them. And becomes friends with them. Like, one of my favorite relationships between him and Spider-Man, they're, like, close friends. Uh And it's super awesome. Um, So he doesn't actually become the Sorcerer Supreme until 1973 in Marvel's premiere number 10. And uh, what happens is he realizes that his mentor becomes bonded with the demonic entity known as Shuma Gorith. And Doctor Strange is left with no choice but to break his Hippocratic Oath and kill the Ancient One to commit, or to prevent uh, Shuma from conquering Earth because... Like all demons, they want to turn it into hell on Earth and enslave all humans and shit. Yeah. Every time. So uh, the way that he stops them is he destroys the Ancient One's sense of ego, which basically means he destroyed his sense of self. And, like, like he separates 
his consciousness, his soul, his mind, his memories, everything, and like erases it from the universe itself. And by doing that, he separates the demon and vanishes him. And the ancient one dies. And like in his death, he uh, he names Doctor Strange his successor, and that's when Doctor Strange got the Sorcerer Supreme. And the Sorcerer Supreme's job is to protect the Earth from all magical threats, whether it's demons, Dormammu, maybe say that wrong, uh, Mephisto, anything like that. Mm -hmm. It's just his job to help and protect, basically. He's that dude. Yeah. And um, he gives him the blessing of Vashanti, also. The singer? No. Uh, the Vashanti are like this ancient magical oh, beings that- I thought you said Ashanti. No, never mind, Vashanti. Nah, there's no blessing of Ashanti. <laughs> They're like these ancient magical beings that like power Doctor Strange and they like live in another dimension, but he draws power from them. Okay. And uh, some of the powers that he does have, though, is he, as you see in the movie, has the eye of Agamotto. And um, some of the things it can do is play back recent events. Grant power to peer into people's souls. So, like, if someone's being possessed or something, like, you can peer into their soul or, like, know if they're lying or anything like that. Mm. Uh, he can change. Oh, he can, you know, astral form himself, like, separate his soul from his body or so in the movie. And he also has a cloak of levitation, which lets him fly at supersonic speeds. Uh, can change itself into, like, a shield or a weapon. And Doctor Strange can also, like, turn it into regular clothes. Like, he turns it into a robe at one point for whatever reason. I don't know. <laughs> but, yeah. So, super powerful. One of my favorite heroes. And some of the cool comics you can check out are Doctor Spa oh, Doctor Strange Space Explorer. And in that one, uh, Doctor Strange is losing his magical powers. So, he goes to Iron Man and Iron Man's, like... If you want to like recharge your energies, stop looking on Earth and like search out and like expand your mind of what you think is possible. So he builds him a ship and he goes out into space. He meets these different aliens and like he relearns how to use magic again through them. Uh, Age of Strange and uh, Strange Tales number 110, if you want to see the premiere of Strange. And another good one is Avenging Spider Man number eight where Doctor Strange comes to Spider-Man and he's like, you got to marry this princess right now because if you don't, Doctor Strange... No, Doctor Doom is going to force her into marriage and he's going to have control over her land or wherever she comes from. And, like, there's, like, a strong, powerful artifact there that he would be in control of because he would be king. And, like, yeah. So it's about them, like, fighting against Doctor Doom in order to... Yeah. All right. Pretty cool guy. So anyways, we're going to take a quick break and then come back and Adrian's going to tell us about uh, Aquaman, right? You're going to talk about Constantine. Oh, you don't want to bounce back and forth? Or you want to nah, we're just going to go straight through, okay. do the death match, and then we'll go on. All right, this next one will be much faster. We'll right. be right back. And we're back. And Steven, you're going to continue with Mr. Constantine. <laughs> Doctor Strange's. Is it, would it be Doctor Strange's opposite? What about that Doctor Fate? 
Is he uh, a difference? I just looked at it as like they're more like polar opposites in terms of like why they do what they do. All right. Let's hear about him. So Constantine's name is John Constantine, and he made his debut in the saga of the Swamp Thing number 37 in June of 1985. And he was created by Alan Moore, Rick Vetch, Steve Bassetti, and John Talibin. And he also goes by Hellblazer. Indeed. So born in Liverpool, England, uh, Constantine has been experimenting with magic since he was a young child. And uh, one day he gained a spell from a magician that was supposed to make him extremely powerful. But as we've seen in Wonder Woman 1984, magic requires sacrifice. And that sacrifice came in the death of his parents and his sister, by setting their house ablaze and murdering them all. Ooh, crispy creams. <laughs> He's like, crispy creams, anyone? <laughs> Where's Dumbledore when you need him? <laughs> so he basically just bounced around. He's just like a gutter punk. And eventually, when he's like in his young 20s, uh, he forms a band with the first girl he ever fell in love with, Veronica Delacroix, and his friends... Uh, Gaz Lester, and it was a mystical punk band called Mucus Membrane, and the three of them like lived a lifestyle, uh, like a rock star lifestyle, and they just practiced their magic and you know traveled around the world basically. Okay. So like one day, they're all uh, doing this spell together, and it like backfires, and the girl Delacroix uh, loses her connection to the mortal world. And Constantine's, like, unable to, like, bring her back, basically. She just, like, fades away out of existence, and he can't stop it and can't reverse it or anything. And that's just, like, one of many times that he's just, like, killed someone close to him because he's got a knack for just, you know, hurting and murdering people. Indeed. <laughs> his, his whole thing is kind of, like, he mostly looks out for himself, and he'll really only do the right thing if it really benefits himself, really. They've kind of changed that in the DC movies where, like, you know, the fate of the world's here, and I'm Batman, I'm telling you what to do. But comics-wise, he's more of, a, like, a self-centered asshole. So, yeah. um, so, after that, he decides he needs to, like, get his powers under control, so he goes to be trained by one of the greatest mages in the world. Doctor Strange. Known as Nick Necro. Oh, that sounds like the... The name of, like, the leader of a band. Yeah, I guess Chris Angel is like, Chris Angel, mate, can you show me how to do magic? And he's like, oh, it's all smoke and mirrors, man. <laughs> Why my country? I don't know. I just am. <laughs> Fair enough. He's like, you bloody daft idiot. <laughs> so uh, Nick Necro was trained by Giovanni Zataro, who, as you may or may not know, is the father of Zatanna. You may have heard of her. She's super hot. She has a top hat, and she wears fishnet leggings, and she does magic. And Constantine's in love with her. He is in love with her. And she uses a magic wand sometimes. Pretty cool. In case you didn't know, all the spells that she says, it's the words backwards. So she's literally saying what she wants to happen, but the words are backwards. That's why it sounds all Latin. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so with Nick Necro and Zatanna 
he oh well he meets Nick Necro he trains with them and then he introduces her to Zatanna and at the time Nick Necro and Zatanna were together but as soon as Constantine sees her he just immediately falls in love he's like oh my god he's like I gotta kill this guy he's like no 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 and so he trains with them and they form this group called the Cult of the Cold Flame. And basically, they just fa- they battle like all the cult threats from demons to just other mages, just anything magical that's a threat to the world they fight. And uh, eventually, Nick Necro betrays the two of them because he gets obsessed with this artifact that's supposed to bring him like ultimate power. So he betrays Constantine and Zatanna and disappears. And after that, Zatanna and Constantine hook up because they're like, yeah, you know you want this, right? <laughs> and she's like, oh, my God, you're right. And he's like, I know. <laughs> Shut up, baby, I know. <laughs> so uh, their relationship ends up fizzling out because one of Constantine's spells goes wrong and it causes the death of her father. Ooh. Must have been a powerful spell because the tarot is super powerful. Um, so yeah, after that, he just kind of bounces around the world and he becomes like, uh, like a PI of the magical world. So like, he'll track down people for you using magic. He'll fight. He can like exercise demons or ghosts or anything. If it has to do with magic, he's got his hand. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So he's got kind of awesome different powers in Doctor Strange. His magic is he kind of focuses on like more dark arts type of stuff and some of the stuff he can do are astral projection cosmic awareness so if there's someone else that has magic powers around he can sense them and like know that they're there and how powerful they are he can summon demons like Etrigan, Mm. my favorites Uh, he can dimensional travel and he can make like energy constructs, sort of like a Green Lantern type thing. He can shoot energy blasts. He can exercise ghosts or possess people, whatever. He can control people's minds, create illusions, and he can do necromancy. Nice. Yeah, he's got all sorts of power. The list goes on and on. This is just some of the ones I picked that I thought were cool. Okay, bottom line, who's going to win in a fight? Oh, Definitely Constantine. Why do you say that? Uh, he's just like a crafty type of person. So like, even if it looks like he's going to lose, he's got like a trick up his sleeve every time. And he'll go to any means to accomplish his goals, basically. So if it's in a fight for his own life, he'll murder or use anyone he has to to fucking kill Doctor Strange. Damn. Well, Doctor Strange won't cross the line, you know. Most he'll probably do is like trap him in a dimension or somewhere where Constantine will straight up murder him. All right. So, some comics to read are Justice League Dark, obviously. He's the leader of the Justice League Dark. Uh, Constantine Volume 2 Blight, uh, Constantine Hellblazer, All His Energies, and Hellblazer Dangerous Habits. Those are like some of the best stories, it says, and like. You can just jump right in. You don't have to know a whole lot about him. And he is a con man. One of his greatest cons is curing himself of cancer. After being cursed by a demon with the disease, uh, he sells his soul to like these inner, these beings called the angels, I guess. 
So when he dies, heaven and hell will have to go back to battle to gain control of his soul. Just one soul? That's ridiculous. Yeah, because like he's done so much evil shit, and he's done good, but mostly bad. All right. <laughs> yeah, lots of bad. He's a pretty bad guy. <laughs> but that's why I love him. He's awesome. Okay. Respectable. Yeah, he's pretty cool. Both great characters. Yes. But I agree. I think Constantine would win too. I don't know why. It just, I yeah, guess he'll go to though. any means, use anything to fucking win. And like, I think we're pretty biased. I'm mean, look at the shirts we're in right now. I think we both knew how this was gonna end. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So okay, I am going to be talking about Namor the Submariner and his. Um, Does he work at Subway? His opposite, <laughs> um, Aquaman. Okay, so... Do you work for Aquafita? <laughs> they wish. Uh, uh, both of them are Atlantean-ish. Um, both, both of them have moms that are Atlantean. Both of them have, like, normal human fathers. Yes. Uh, how they came to get with those human fathers is different. Uh, where Arthur's mom, Aquaman's mom... You know, just met this lighthouse keeper and like, oh, let's fall in love and have a kid. That's what happened. Uh, Whereas uh, Namor, his his mom, a lot happened. Like there was a ship looking for this other ship. They found the ship. They're blowing up the ice around the ship to take the ship back to England. And Namor's mom's like, oh, I wonder what's going on up there. And so she swims up there. She she gets on this boat with these dudes, and. Uh, <laughs> Horny dudes, yeah. horny Dave, and uh, um, fuck Steve. <laughs> no, she falls in love with a captain, and Ed, I didn't read how long she had been up there, but I guess they were there for a fucking long time because she was there long enough to learn English and to get pregnant by this dude. Which I guess that part wouldn't take long, yeah. but I think to learn English, yeah. Well, anyway, so. Her father, the king, is like, where the fuck is this bitch at? Jesus Christ. <laughs> so he sends he sends warriors up to go get her. Like, I'm pretty sure that's where she is. Go bring her home. So they go up there, and they kill the crew, and they mortally wound, you know, her baby daddy, God and damn. they take her back to Atlantis. And um, Namor grows up knowing he's Atlantean. Uh, whereas Aquaman, you know, his dad gets his mom pregnant, she gives birth. She's like, look, Tom, my I have to go back to my people. Please raise our son and do a good job, please. I'm entrusting him with you. Which this one kind of sounds a little different because, you know, where Namor's mom was like, oh, what's going on up there? She's like, she was Tom Holland. Yeah. <laughs> and this, she's like, I want to stay, but I'm bound by, you know, my ancient love. Yeah, yeah, to go fucking be with my people. And she also knows that Tom's going to take care of this kid. Mm. So let's see here. Let's see Good here. thing is, dad wasn't Tim Curry, am I right? No. Oh. <laughs> All right. So I said Namor grew up in Atlantis and uh, Aquaman grew up on the land. Mm. Um, both obviously become king at some point. Uh, they mostly have the same powers. Um, Namor can fly because he has little wings on his ankles. Oh and I don't understand how those little wings can propel this guy to go any speed. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if Captain America's little wings work on his helmet. <laughs> um, okay, so this this is a part of the story that's kind of 
different on both of them. So, okay. Aquaman's dad hired the scientist to, like, I guess, do research on his son so he could know more about him. Because he doesn't even know, you know, what his son is capable of or uh, anything. You know what I mean? His physiology, all this other stuff. And the doctor was like, yeah, dude, I'll fucking run tests on his kid, whatever. <laughs> so when Arthur turns 18, the doctor wants to publish all the research he has on Arthur. And Tom is like, dude, you're not going to publish this shit. That's my kid. I don't want the world to know about him yet. Right. He's like, dude, you said when he was 18, I could do this. I'm going to do this. And so Tom, he grabs all the doctor stuff. He ruins it. He throws it in the ocean or something like that. The doctor's like, what the fuck, dude? <laughs> like, this is my life's work. I've been doing this for fucking like 18 years, man. What the fuck? So the doctor hires this, um, mercenary. this mercenary to go get a vial of blood that he had left in Tom's home. And it was, it's Aquaman's blood. And the guy breaks in. He gets in a scuffle with his dad. His dad's hurt. And Arthur sees this and he hits, he hits this guy and he flies out of the house. You know, because he's a fucking super powerful dude, even as a little kid. Well, not as a little kid. He's fucking 18 years old. So, <laughs> And uh, anyway, his dad ends up dying. But he doesn't die because of the scuffle. He had, like, pneumonia, but Arthur didn't know that. And uh, right before he died, he said, Arthur, when you find your mom, can you please tell her I love her and I've been waiting every single day for her? So this dude's whole life, he's just waiting for this his wife or whatever to come back to him mm, that's crazy very sad anyway then you go over to namor and his basic introduction into the world is you know he's in atlantis and then nazis come to, are trying to find atlantis because they want to experiment on atlanteans and he kills them and he likes it i guess and then during world war ii him captain america bucky and the original human torch basically kill nazis and namor loves killing nazis like they said he just fucking loves <laughs> killing them so i got a rush yeah anyway uh arthur becomes king well we're trying aquaman i'm gonna i'm bouncing back and forth guys i'm so sorry <laughs> and yeah, yeah um okay so he becomes king and, you know, he has to go through a lot of stuff to become king. Like, you guys saw the movie, or hopefully saw the movie. And uh, his mom is dead at this point, and he sees his mom's grave. He's And he's talking to her. He's telling her his whole life story. And at the end, he's like, Dad, never stop waiting for you. And I was like, God damn, that's some powerful shit. And then, like, and I looked over at Namor. I was like, what, what happened with your mom? Like, what the fuck's her deal? <laughs> but, um... Yeah, okay. So, like I was saying, um, so that happened. And in a fight, if I'm being honest with you, mm -hmm. I think Aquaman would win. Okay. I think, and it's not, I I know I'm wearing an Aquaman shirt. I already <laughs> came to this conclusion. But to me, it's just like, his story and everything i just feel like he's a stronger character mm. and like you see like his armor is better yeah and namor just fucking swims in underwear dude like he's not wearing anything else besides underwear and he has a trident and aquaman has armor and a trident i don't know who's gonna win guys <laughs> also right off the bat like arthur has 
he's fighting Ocean Master, Black Manta, and you know those are very strong characters. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Whereas Namor is just killing humans. They're Nazis, but they're just regular people. You know, they're not like super powered or anything. <laughs> like that's like me fighting a little kid. Like, oh, I'm gonna rip your arms off. Is that little kid gonna stop me? No. <laughs> so at the end of the day, I think Aquaman would win. I confess. All right. Now, no. oh shit! I touched the table. Shit! Sorry, guys. Wow. Um, watch me if you can. Oh, or yes. no, <gasps> no. Disney, Cartoon Network, and Nickelodeon. Uh-huh. You have to pick one of each that defines your childhood. Remember? Oh yes. Are you ready? Sure. Go ahead. Uh, for Disney, I'd probably say. Sweet Life of Zack and Cody defined my childhood because it was like one of the only cartoon shows that wasn't actually a cartoon, uh-huh. but it had like it just didn't take itself super seriously. Like there, most of it is like all these like like drama reality shows now, and it's stupid. But I just related to their characters because like I have three brothers and we spent most of our life moving from place to place never really fitting in so we never really had a home and they kind of had the same thing where they live in the hotel but it's not really their home they just are there getting up to no good okay uh nickelodeon i would say probably danny phantom i always thought that was dope as fucking show because like he's got ghost powers he's Uh got a super hot goth girlfriend he's got a dirty friend that was like this pretty much just describes my life as it is minus ghost powers uh yeah right. <laughs> uh i fight demons so i guess so i have demon powers and cartoon network uh fuck there's so many good shows on there but i'd say ed ed Nettie was yeah that's a good show yeah so like i said i have brothers they're three friends, but they're just like closest brothers, and they're just up to no good because, like, a lot of my childhood was just going outside, running around. You come home when the streetlights come on. There was no sitting at home watching video games, playing video games, and watching TV all day type of thing. It was like, go outside, drink from the water fountain if you get thirsty, pee in the alley if you have to pee, go yeah. get caught. <laughs> so, yeah, that, it defined my childhood because it's like a representation of my childhood. Okay. Okay. Um, for me, see a lot of Disney shows weren't like on the Disney Channel. Like Darkwing Duck was on Disney Channel, oh, and, and um, I want to say Tailspin for Disney. What's that? No, yeah, it's Baloo. It's basically the cast of fucking The Jungle Book, but they're like regular people, and Baloo is a pilot. And Shere Khan is like this business mobile. Yeah. Dude, you need to see this shit. You have Disney Plus? Fucking watch it. I've never even heard of this. Bro. It's a good show. A huge I, uh, I mean, I'm fucking Jungle Book fan. Um, for Nickelodeon, that's a tough one, dude. Like, no, so many good fun. shows. Uh, I'm going to have to say The Rugrats. Oh, hell yeah. Yes. It's a very good show. And for Cartoon Network, also a difficult one. Yes. I am just going to have to say, um, what's it? Cow and chicken. Cow and chicken? Really? Yes. Is that like a slight at your sister or something? No. Uh, you never watched Cow and Chicken? I've seen Cow and Chicken. I just thought like... Oh. No, I just remember watching it and like, like it. Like his cousin, Boneless Chicken. 
Say good night, boneless chicken. Good night, boneless chicken. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah. All right, all right, all right, all right. Also, I did not realize just how entirely creepy Curds a Cowardly Dog is until I'm watching it as an adult. Because watching it as a kid, you're just like, oh, I'm focused on courage. You're like, how's he going to get out of this? And I'm watching it as an adult, and I'm like, this is fucking terrifying. Yeah. I was just a kid show. Oh, I know. Like, I watched Ren and Stimpy as an adult, and I was like, how the fuck did my mom let me watch this right? goddamn show? Fuck. Yeah. But anyway, watch me if you can. What yeah. you got for me? Uh, Close Enough has got season two, finally. If you're not already watching it, fucking watch WandaVision. You're going to watch it later on in the year because it's going to tie together with these other shows. So get ahead of the curve and watch it now. It's super good. Just hold on through those first few episodes. And after you get past that, I guarantee you're going to fall in love with the show. If you haven't canceled your Disney Plus subscription because of the Gina Crono firing. Yeah, well, fuck all that. Watch WandaVision. So, yeah. All right. What do you got? Um, I finished watching, I haven't finished watching, but I finished reading um, Archie Comics, uh, Jughead the Hunger versus Vampronica. How is it? Very good. Basically, Sabrina the Teenage Witch is also in it. And it's just a darker take on uh, Archie Comics. And basically, Riverdale's overrun by wolves and fucking vampires. And in in this particular story... There's this girl, her name is Jinx, mm-hmm. who's the Antichrist, but she doesn't know she's the Antichrist. Oh my. She's reading a she's reading a book that her father has under peer pressure, and she reads it, and she basically causes this huge thing where different there's the Archie multiverse. <laughs> oh my god! And different dimensions are falling into other dimensions, like you have this. Archie comic time police in you know this then a sabri in a Josie and the Pussycats thing you know what I mean okay. there's like all these different dimensions are going on. and um, basically Sabrina's like look I need your guys' help because Veronica is from another dimension and this Jughead is from a different dimension and these vampires are coming from Veronica's dimension into Jughead's world oh shit okay and so there's all these fucking vampires and Jughead's this werewolf. And they're trying to find a book to set things straight. And it's the book of the first vampire in America. And it talks about how werewolves and vampires have been fighting for power in the United States since its creation. Okay. And how the vam- the werewolves finally got the upper hand. And they need this book to set everything straight. Huh. And so Sabrina's like, look, I'm not from your dimension. I don't know where this girl Jinx. I don't know what dimension she's in. We have to set things straight, or else she's gonna go crazy. Oh, and uh, yeah, honestly, it's really good. I yeah. really, yeah, and uh, it's pretty good. If you guys like that shit, I do. And that's what I got, Steve. All right, and <laughs> Doctor Steven. Oh, uh, yeah. Watch that. Read that. Um... Also, guys, we're gonna we got another episode we planned already. But I think the episode after that, we're going to do a Lord of the Rings episode. Fuck yeah, we are. So we're just going off the movie. I'm not going to fucking read a book, especially that book. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, get ready for that. And also, this 
this uh, Lord of the Rings episode came because someone requested it. If you guys want to hear us talk about something, hear our take on something, let us know. Um, there's the Facebook, the Nerd Holocron, and there's Instagram. An, and there's an Instagram. Gmail. Um, yes, there's there's multitude of shit. Get at us, guys. Yeah, we got merch now. We got some stickers. We're coming out with some pens. We're going to look at the t-shirts. So if you want to rep your nerd holocrowd love, fucking talk to us and let us know what you want to hear and see. Yeah. And what kind of stuff you want. Yeah, we like making content for you guys. And we're glad that you guys listen. But get at us, man. Shit. Right? Yeah. Got nothing better to do. I guarantee it. Put down that goddamn Twinkie. No. Talk to us. And uh, we may or may not be here next week, but if we miss you, then listen to this one twice. <laughs> yes. But all right, guys. Uh, thank you for listening. Take us out. Um, remember to keep that high ground, and we'll see you when we see you. All right. Bye, guys.